This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Welcome to another episode of Christmas Sweezy, Christmas Sweezy, the time of the year where we celebrate Christmas and we talk about Christmas things. And uh, it's a Christmas themed podcast. Uh, for instead of instead of canceling me, we're gonna Christmas me, uh, Christmas Sweezy, as we like to call it. Um, welcome to the show today, folks. <clears throat> like I said, best best episode ever, best Christmas episode ever. I uh, got a lot of cool, so much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You know, you know. I like that. Uh, welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, Christmas time. Uh, I love Christmas time because it's the one time of the year people actually try to be decent human beings. It's just like, oh, it's Christmas time. I better be nice to this person. Like, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we be like that all the time? Though, like, shouldn't that be our world all the time? But uh, not, never, nevertheless, I digress. Welcome to the show today. Sorry if uh, you were expecting an episode last week. I had the worst cold of my entire life. I thought, you know, for a second, you know, you think, do I have COVID? And then uh, I was like, well, I still have an appetite and I can taste the food and I'm breathing fine. Uh, minus the fact that my nose uh, was clogged up. But uh, regardless, though, welcome. Welcome to my Christmas cabin, folks, for those watching today, seeing the beautiful Christmas cabin that's not anything fake and not uh, me worried about uh, using the blue side of the green screen instead of green side because I'm wearing a green Christmas sweater. No, um, we, we shall prevail. Um, and so, yeah, so another episode of Christmas Sweezy, the only podcast out there, uh, with exactly three hoes, uh, exactly hoes, ho and ho. Uh, we had exactly three hoes out there for you. So you definitely better go, uh, be, be, be aware of that. Um, uh, anyways, that feels weird. It feels weird being back because I recorded the Thanksgiving special, uh, the week before it, so I've technically been off for like two weeks not doing podcasts, so I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't know what anyone's doing. I don't know uh, 
uh, where we are, um, what we're doing, or what we will see today on uh, Cancel Shweezy. But regardless, though, we have a good show today, folks. Uh, announcement time. Uh, last Christmas, the cover I made for Never Nude Records, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van, still out now. Uh, I believe there is... It's on Spotify. I know there's a lot more organized stuff like that, but it's always on the Shweezy uh, music page with a lot of other stuff cool. And you definitely want to go follow uh, the Shweezy music page wherever you are streaming music these days, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Deez Nuts. Ah! Uh, Anywhere's though, so it's going to be really cool because I have a lot of, uh, I have some plans. for Not like Garth has plans, but like I have music plans <coughs> for, uh, for the, this year. Uh, in music, so definitely go check that out. Uh, it's gonna be cool. It's I think it's it's the best cover of Last Christmas that's ever been made. And uh, who who's the dare to doubt there to doubt me? I identify as a fucking threat. So yeah, you definitely want to go check that out. Go check that out. Go follow me always over there. Um, a band I've been playing with. Uh, I've been playing bass with them. Stonehouse. Uh, they are releasing their first single uh, called American Honey. It should be out Friday, December 9th, So it should be the Friday. Following this episode of Christmas Sweezy, not cancel Sweezy, it's Christmas Sweezy today. So you're definitely going to want to go um, check that out. I think it's a really good song, and uh, I played bass on it, and I also recorded it. So you know it, it's some quality shit because I was there the entire time, uh, making sure that it was all uh, that it was all that it was all it was recorded properly. Everyone's performances were good, and uh, so yeah, you get to see you got to see me go full throttle. Do we have full throttle? Let's go full throttle. We, go, we gotta go full trot on that. Uh, band called Stonehouse, all one word. Uh, singles, American Honey, Friday, December 9th. Go check that out as well. Uh, you know, more music there. They plan on releasing more music, but that's uh, not, that's a group thing, not just me. So you're gonna wanna, uh, you're gonna want more information on that. But you can always follow me for more updates on uh, social media. Uh, basically, at the Shweezy everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Not the other one. I don't think we're really using the other one. I see tweet. I see tweets the uh, the adult way uh, on Instagram <laughs> when people screenshot it and post it. That's that's how I see my. But I see TikToks as they come out. I don't I don't see them like the other boomers do. Definitely uh, go check that out at the Shweezy uh, and also Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, I've been going through Pokemon Scarlet right now. I had to take basically took like I played like a couple days in a row, then took like a week off. And then and now I'm back into it. I think I'm almost done with the main game, and then we'll move on to the post game. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Go check me out, twitch.tv slash thesweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account, what you can do is connect it to your Twitch account. You basically get Twitch Prime. Twitch Prime, basically, you get to subscribe to one person a month. Uh, to follow anyone on Twitch is free. So I definitely expect every one of you uh, to have a Twitch account and to make sure you're following me to let me know anytime I do stream. But if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe. Typically, you'd spend $5 to uh, subscribe to someone. But with uh, my with the Amazon Prime account, you get one free a month. And uh, why not follow Daddy Sweezy? Why not follow Daddy? That's my hole. That's where it spits. So, yeah, definitely definitely take advantage of that. You don't have, you don't have to spend any. That's all the ways you can, you know, you can spend money on a subscribe, but you don't have to if you have an Amazon Prime account already. But you can always help financially help support us with uh, our Patreon page. Uh, it's basically a tip jar right now, and it's a great way to help us out, help me specifically out and a great way to say thank you for being a friend travel down this road back again if your heart is true 
uh, you're a pal and a confidant. So, uh, you know. And I really like that. So definitely do that. But there's also the free shit you can do. I know we got a lot of audio listeners right now. Usually listen to this part. Uh, make sure you go check out our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page because we do post our highlights over there. So if you ever want to share a part of the show with someone uh, or, you know, I say something funny and you think someone else will enjoy it or like the, the talk I have or you just think I'm funny in general, uh, which you probably already do. I identify as a fucking That uh, you can already go ahead and uh, check us out over there. Um, and so, yeah, and basically you share it with your friends. I mean, they don't have to go to a specific time marking in the audio. You can just do that in this video too. So it's really cool. It's e- really easy. Uh, and I do know that some of you probably, you know, you have to listen to me on your drive or you have to listen to me at work where you're not allowed to have like a YouTube video playing on the screen. Uh, so like, I understand you, but some of you are like, I listen to you while I clean my house and I'm like, check it out on your, pull it up the YouTube app, play it on your TV. That's going to be the cool way to do it. Tanya. That's the cool way to do it. So, yeah, you know. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, obviously, uh, leave a comment uh, on our in the videos. Give us a like, you know. Let us know. Let, us, let YouTube know you you like it. And uh, you like it. I like that. Um, and also, if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. You know, you know. I like that. Anyways, though, let's go into previous week right now. Previous week right now, for those of you who may know, is the news. The news, what news? The news specifically that I think was important in the previous week right now. It sounds like, I don't think it'll be caught up by the microphone, but it like, sounds like people are dropping bricks on the stairs. Uh, anyways, though, it's the news right now from the previous week that we're going over right now. And uh, from the previous week that we will be going over right now. So, you know, as Philip Franco would say. Let's just jump into it. All right, this is from uh, Click On Detroit. I assume they talk a lot about Detroit, and luckily enough, this is about Detroit. Uh, Detroit Starbucks forced to close after PETA protesters encased feet concrete and blocked entrance. A Starbucks in Detroit was forced to close on Friday after four protesters blocked the entrance by encasing their feet in concrete. Four PETA supporters protested Starbucks upcharge for of non-dairy milk by encasing their feet in concrete and blocking the store's entrance for hours with signs and chants. Two of the four protesters were taken away in an ambulance. Starbucks' punitive price hike on vegan milks harms cows, the planet, and customers who are lactose intolerant, many of whom are people of color, says PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman. PETA has appealed to Starbucks to stop profiting from the plant-based milk upcharge, but so far greed continues to define the company's position. This comes as the latest Starbucks protest from PETA supporters. The previous Cement Inn took place outside of Nashville Starbucks, which resulted in the arrest of four protesters. Other supporters have superglued themselves to counters in Chicago, New York City, and the company's headquarters in Seattle. The Detroit protest comes on the last day of 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference. So we have a lot to think about here when we when we think about this protest. Um, first off, I want to say... Um, for, for anyone watching, one, for legal reasons, because apparently some dumbass will probably do it, uh, do not encase your feet in cement. Uh, I want to explain why that's probably a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know the full details on it, because I literally just read this article. Uh, but what I'm going to assume is they went fucking either bare feet or they had specific shoes on that they wanted to be put into. Maybe the shoes would be okay, but usually shoes, you know... Uh, need some air to breathe, and so there are little kind of holes in the middle of them, you know, that kind of help you help the breathability. Uh, not some shoes. Some shoes are water, waterproof. They may not be. I don't know. I'm not a shoe expert, but I assume some shoes don't really help you there. Uh, anyways, though, I would, you know, you'd, if I was going to do that, I would put it in, like, maybe a plastic bag or saran wrap it first. 
that's bad because um, the only because at some point I have to imagine I have to imagine folks at some point in all of this someone is going to want to you don't want to live with your feet stuck in the concrete forever. One, I there could be a circulation problem with your feet. You could just be like sepsis, and you have to like you got a foot removed, and you be you got to be that you got to be the you got to be uh, an amputee. And uh, no 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 hate to the amputees out there, but. I'm pretty sure most amputees out there aren't uh, didn't didn't choose to be it, and I kind of feel like if you if you do this, you know, stick your feet in concrete, bare bare feet in concrete, you kind of chose to be an amputee, and uh, it's kind of disrespectful to the people who didn't get to choose that. Just saying, I'm not speaking for the amputees. I'm just saying what's probably happening in that situation. Um, and uh, so yeah, there we go. So that that's that. Um, and then to get it removed, yeah. Uh, do you what do you think they have to do to get it removed? Uh, some aggressive tactics, and uh, and that's the problem. Hospitals don't want to have to fucking deal with. The hospitals shouldn't have to fucking deal with your fucking dumbass who cemented their feet. Uh, they shouldn't have to deal with that because they have to break it open and chisel away, and like they're trying not to like damage your feet in the process. And uh, to break cement, uh, the amount of force needed uh, is enough to damage feet. Uh, enough to break bones and to damage things. So, um, as you know, as our friend DJ Khaled once said, "Congratulations, you played yourself." Because uh, you you might be one of the stupidest fucking people alive. I just, you know that's just that's the thing. Um, I do want to go into um, first of all the the, uh, the non dairy milk. Now I will I will say this um, as uh, um, I have to I have to say this. I I love myself. I drink. I, in my coffee, my coffee. If when I make it at home, I, when I go other places, I probably don't. I don't really care. When I make it at home, it's uh, zero sugar vanilla almond milk. That's what I drink. That's what I drink at home. It's like thirty calories for. I think it's thirty calories a glass. Don't even use that much in my coffee. So it, it's good. It's healthy for me. Zero sugar to it's, it's healthy. Like that. So I'm I'm a big fan of nut milk. And who can say they actually did? Finish No Nut November if they drink almond milk? That's a good question. Mystery? I don't think so. Coincidence? Maybe. Hotel Trivago. Just just letting you all know that. Um, so anyways, though, is it really an upcharge? So I would love this article to actually... I wish someone would do some more research. I could do that on my own, but uh, I'm not going to. That's, that's a fact. I could do more research. I'm just not going to. Um, so... Is it really an upcharge for like almond milk or whatever, or is it the fact that um, Starbucks is probably uh, selling more dairy milk than non-dairy milk? Meaning uh, the non-dairy milk is like you know it's taking up storage and it could go bad if you don't use it, use the right amount in enough time. So could it be upcharge because it probably maybe a little bit more expensive to keep on there. Um, I mean, that's the price you pay for shit like that, you know? I'm like, if you want double meat at Chipotle, you got to pay extra. You know what? I'm fine with that. You know, they're always like, you, you, it's extra for double meat. Is that okay with you? I'm like, I've been here before. I know I know what I'm about, son. Uh, so that that's the thing. So is it? I think I'm thinking this is just a supply and demand. I don't think Starbucks is personally out to get uh, vegans. I don't think they're out to get lactose intolerant people. I don't think Starbucks is out to get any of you. I'm just saying uh, they keep those options there because I th they have an, at least enough people 
uh, asking for. They have probably oat milk and almond milk. They have enough people, soy milk. They have enough people coming in asking for that where it's good to keep there. However, it's probably not selling as much as regular dairy milk or cream and stuff like that. So that's probably why it's a little bit more expensive. I don't think Starbucks out to get you. I think they're just like trying to make sure that they can still make a profit. I don't think they're trying to upcharge on it. Um, and also, um, I don't know how many, uh, I don't, I, you know, sometimes, you know, many of whom are people of color. That's, that's also another statement. Um, I don't think, I don't think, you know, Martin Luther King, I don't think he's, he came back from the dead, came here, just could see the world today. He's like, I had a dream where I could drink almond milk with my coffee. Uh, and not be discriminated because I'm a person of color. I'm like, I don't think the person of color has anything to do with this. I love it when people bring, like, racism or especially, like, you know, like Leah Michelle a couple months ago. It's like, oh, would people say I can't read if I was a man? I'm like, that's not the time to bring. That's not the argument here. Like, that has nothing to do with your argument. Like, just throw a ball into left field and be like, wonder if this will work. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Uh, and I believe, um, uh, I, I bet most black people are like, I feel like Starbucks is discriminating against me because I, a black man, am lactose intolerant. I don't think any, I don't think they're bringing, I don't think they're thinking that. So, uh, that's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good thing to say. But anyways, though, we have to move on. Okay. We have to move on. Okay. Here's, I'm drinking beer today. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this is from a Rolling Stone. What? Uh. Bob Dylan apologizes over auto pen controversy and error in judgment. Bob Dylan has apologized to fans following the controversy surrounding the hand-signed copies of his new book, The Philosophy of Modern Song, with the music legend admitting he employed an auto pen after a bad case of vertigo and COVID protocols left him unable to personally autograph the limited edition run. I have been... I can't do a Bob Dylan impression. I've been made aware of there's a cum controversy... And about signatures, it's in my recent artwork, prints, and on a limited edition of Philosophy of Modern Songs, Dylan wrote Friday in a rare social media statement. I've hand-signed each and every art print over the years, and there's never been a problem. Dylan continued, however, in 2019, I had a bad case of vertigo, and it continued with the pandemic years. It takes a crew of five working in close quarters with me to help enable these signing sessions, and we could not find a safe and workable way to complete what I wanted uh, what I needed to do while the virus was raging. So during the pandemic, it wasn't possible to sign anything, and the vertigo didn't help. With contractual deadlines looming, the idea of using an auto pen was suggested to me, along with the assurance that this kind of thing is done all the time in the art and literal literary world. Soon after the release of the, the philosophy of modern songs, some of those who spent $599 on the limited edition run of 900 personally signed copies, personally signed copies, uh, complete with a letter of authenticity, began sharing their autographs online. However, after comparing the signatures, fans soon deduced that the autograph was created using an auto pen, which reproduced Dylan's signatures with at least 17 different subtle variations. Man, they, they really try to be slick. So, um, the, the actual, like, I just thought it would be probably the same one, stamp, stamp, I don't know how auto pens work also, so don't, don't be taking me, uh, don't, don't be, don't be dragging me under with this, uh, but he had 17, so he, he made a signature, seven, 17 different signatures, and they kind of varies it through the auto pen, and fans were like, this seems off, and stuff like that, and yeah, I bet I would, I would feel kind of ripped off, because, uh, Bob Dylan didn't actually sign it, but it's also like, 
He kind of did, but like he didn't, but he kind of did. It's his signature. So it's his actual signature. So like you could go into Pawn Stars and uh, assuming this wouldn't have, no one would have known about this auto pen. So whoever, those guys who like look at signatures, they get their iPad with the big old camera. They look at it and it's like, well, that's a real, that's real handwriting. Yeah, they find an actual confirmed Bob Dylan signature, and you're like, yeah, it's his real signature. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I remember I worked at I worked at Blackbird Studio for a minute, and uh, I was watching Pond. That was when the whole Rick Harrison meme was big, and so I saw like, yeah, this guy has a signed copy from the Beatles, and then uh, the guy came in, looked at it, and like John Lennon's signature is specific like this. So yeah, that's real. And I looked at they had one signed thing in there just as decoration. I'm like, oh, that's actually real. Unless it's not no pen, I don't know. But, like, that's the thing, though. So, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I don't know. How big of a deal is this? Because, I mean, it's technically a signature. It's just mass-produced. So, um, it's not like Bob Dylan wasn't in contact with it specifically. But also, yeah, I mean, $599, though, for something he didn't actually sign. Like, I feel like it had the price has to drop from there. Like, he didn't actually sign it. So, the price does have to actually drop. But I get it. I get what's going on. Like, he, he, he couldn't do it. I mean, maybe maybe if I was there, you know, like, you know, it's like, well, we could auto-pen it. It's like, well, it's not really, it's not really, like, signed by Bob Dylan at it, you know. And I would just be like, ah, oh, let's just, just make it a very limited number then. Let's just see how much he can do. Let's just see how much he can do. Stuff like that. Um, Anyways, though, I get it. But also, it's it's kind of... I get I get why they did it. I mean, like I get why they did it, but it feels kind of like a like if he bought it, like he got ripped off uh, because it's not really Bob Dylan's signature. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, ah, got he. It's like it's fucking Bob Dylan to everyone right now who spent six hundred dollars on a book. Uh, well, that's what you make it, so let's make it rock. All right, coming to us from Loudwire. Um, <coughs> All right, uh, video of Casey Anthony dancing on stage at Steel Panther Show surfaces. Ooh, uh... That's rough, buddy. Uh, the documentary series Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, was just released on Peacock yesterday. And now a video has surfaced of her dancing on stage at a Steel Panther show earlier this year. Anthony was accused of murdering her two-year-old daughter, Kaylee, after her remains were found in late 2008 in a wooded area near their home. In July 2008, Casey Anthony's grandmother alerted authorities that Kaylee had been missing for nearly a month and that Anthony's car smelled suspicious. A medical examiner later ruled the death a homicide. Anthony was on trial in 2011 for the murder and the ultimately found not guilty. The case was extremely high profile and thus the verdict created outrage from the public. The new three-part Peacock series sees Anthony tell her side of the story for the first time. 13 years later, footage has now surfaced on TikTok of Anthony dancing on stage at his Steel Panther concert in Fort Lauderdale that took place this past March. Steel Panther, on the other hand, have a new album titled On the Prowl Underway, which will be released on February 24th and can be pre-ordered here. The Rockers are currently on tour with their next performance later tonight for Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, yeah, okay, no, I'm not doing that for Steel Panther. Um, so, yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a, it's a weird thing because... Uh, yeah, Casey Anthony still exists, and she's not in prison, so she's gonna be, she's gonna be out there in the world, doing things, like, and that's weird, like, she, she's done a really good job at, like, not being, like, I googled last year for Women's History Month, I talked about Casey Anthony, 
Uh, and like, I was going like, where's case, you know, I like Google, like where's case Nancy now look at some Reddit threads and stuff like that. See if I can find anything. It was like, yeah, she's living very low profile, like not trying to make a lot of attention to herself and stuff like that. And so people wouldn't really do it, but like they just released this documentary like people would probably like Casey and she's bad, but then like you run to her in public and like, if you change your, she changed her appearance even slightly, you know, wouldn't be doing it. And, and I will also say, you know, I, it's not good that her daughter died, but I, I, I feel some part of me feels like, you know, the kid accident accidentally died. I don't think like Casey like intentionally murdered her. Uh, I don't think she would. I don't think it, I, you know, you'd be a little, a little fucked up. I think it was like some sort of accident and Kaylee died and like Casey didn't know what to fucking do. And so she like panicked and shit like that. And like, worried because like oh it's child negligence or whatever like she lied to like the police too like yeah i work at universal studios and then they went to universal studios you're like yeah i don't work here <laughs> shit like that uh so it's, it's some crazy shit there um anyways though um it's casey anthony not allowed to have fun i cannot be the judge there um uh, i do find her attractive though i do i do think but that's but I also have mental health problems. So that's a good sign to let you know that none of you should be dating Casey Anthony. And, uh, could you, you know, there's like a Kaylee Anthony's dad who's out there somewhere. And he was like, I don't want anything to do with the kid. And Casey was like, okay. Which is like, I don't ever know how that figured out. I'm like, I don't know. If I was pregnant and I was stuck with a baby, uh, I would let you know. I, I would be like, uh, babies are expensive. I need some extra money. And if you're going to be irresponsible and just jizz inside of me, stuff like that, I don't know. I get so scared about shit like that. I don't know. I really don't want a kid. That's just, that's just me. I really don't want a kid. And, uh, luckily, uh, I don't have one right now. I don't have one right now. Uh, so that's, that's something we want to do. But still Panther School, um, I have like the Pussy Melter, uh, pedal, that that genuinely actually sounds pretty good. It's like a really good pedal, and then but like reverbs, like it's inappropriate. We don't want to sell it. Uh, anyways, though, that's that's life right there for you folks. You know, life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. I, why do I keep saying that? That's that's nonsense. What what's a Christmas theme one? We got we got. I'm in my Christmas cabin right now, not a green screen. I'm in my Christmas cabin. Um, uh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Uh, bite your covers, I'm coming and dry. Okay, that's that's not good either. Um, our last article of the evening, uh, how physics can improve the urinals from Science News. Restroom visitors can expect cleaner knees in tidier floors. What the fuck did it just start off with? Cleaner knees? I don't know. I don't know about any of you folks, uh, but I have never been on my knees. You know, if you're a woman, I think if you're Okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to discriminate against genders. Um, I know. I don't know. I feel like the bathroom seems like an appropriate place. Public restrooms don't have sex in public. Okay, folks, just maybe don't. Unless you're like early twenties, late teens, maybe it's okay. Um, old guy, I'm like no, I'm like private bathroom, like this is just someone's house. I'll do it in there. Okay. Anyway, so let's move on. Let's keep going to the article. If they happen to use the new urinal inspired by curves in nature. Uh, the key to making splashless urinals is ensuring that a person pee stream hits the porcelain at a shallow angle, no more where it aimed. Researchers report November 22nd at the American Physical Society Division of Fluid Dynamics meeting in Indianapolis. Why is that, like, 
Could you imagine? Where were you this weekend? I was at a, I was at a convention. Oh, what convention was it? Uh, American Physical Society's Division of Fluid Dynamics. What? Uh, for a small enough angle, there is no splash, says mechanical engineers Zhao Pan. That's not a real name. Zhao Pan. That's not... I'm not reading this article through. I'm just like... This article is nonsense. Zhao Pan. That's not a real name. Uh, the University of Waterloo. Okay, and from Waterloo in Canada. Pan calls the angle where splashing ceases the critical angle, keeping the angle that a fluid strikes the surface at the critical or lower prevents the splash. Pan and colleagues designed a tall, narrow urinal with a curving inner surface, employs the same geometry as a nautilus shell. Uh, That's something that is invented April 1st, 05. Could be a joke. Uh, There's a smooth flow across the surfaces. Waterloo Mechanical Engineering student Kavishan Taraja. That sounds like a real engineering student name. I'm just going to let you know that. Which prevents droplets from flying out. In experiments involving dyed fluid sprayed into conventional urinals, the team found significant splash that the real world would have ended up in a person's leg and a feet and on the floor nearby when researchers repeated the experiment with prototypes of the new design and inspected the surrounding surfaces. I couldn't find even a single droplet. Thurazaja says it's unclear whether people using the new urinals will still somehow find a way to make a mess to tell whether urinals work and eventual real world test pan says just look at the floor um i don't know when i use a urinal i i've never had a problem with uh splashback uh maybe i don't have a thick enough stream i don't know uh i always you know the water if you you know and this this is general guy Women, if you this is this is a lesson for the ladies right there for for when guys pee. Um, this is why standing up is great when peeing because if you hit like the porcelain straight, no sound. If you hit the water, sound. So I guess if you're, if you're weirdly close enough to the urinal, which you sometimes have to be, um, uh, you you hit it and it splashes back at you. But I've never had even that much force come at me. Um, then you do the water, you can splash back. I, I was kind of aim a little in between there, you know, so it's a little in between. Uh, but I've never had, I've never had it splash back on me. I've never, um, maybe a little bit, I've, I've had more splashbacks when I take up shit than I have when it's actually, when I pissed. I've never had a problem with pissing. It's always been a shit thing. But that's, I always call that God's bidet because, uh, you, because it's like a splashback. I'm like, oh, my butthole's clean now, you know? That's God's bidet right there. But I don't know. I don't think, um, I didn't think this was a problem for anyone, but apparently it is. Um, so, uh, um, yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today 
you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time. It's the most, it's everyone's favorite time of the year. Uh, one of everyone's favorite segments. It's our Christmas movie review. Uh, we do movie reviews every year in the month of December for, uh, for a can of Christmas sweezy, uh, I like to review <clears throat> at least every at least up to Christmas in December. Last the last year, the last week, I talk about my favorite albums of the year. But we talk about my Christmas movies. I go over, I watch Christmas movies. I write detailed reviews about them. I go scene by scene for the most part, and I talk about all my favorite moments in all of these different Christmas movies. And I gotta say, you know. Uh, for the most part, it's fun, but these these Christmas reviews are a lot of work. That's why in this year we didn't see a lot of Chris, uh, movie reviews. It had like probably like one uh, in Canto, but they take a lot of work. I'm telling you, they take a lot of work to get done. But regardless, though, I feel like uh, Christmas will always do Christmas movie reviews. That's always going to be a staple on Christmas Sweezy. So um, let's get into it. This year, um, this year. Uh, so the theme for the next three weeks. Uh, in regards to our Christmas movie reviews, are movies I've probably seen before, but honestly don't really remember very well, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe I've only seen it once or twice, and maybe it was like when I was a small kid uh, when I saw this movie, and it's not really part of a rotation of movies that me and my family and friends like to, you know, generally rewatch, you know, every year for Christmas. So, uh, for the most part, this that's the theme this year. Last year, was uh, movies I had a specific memory for. Uh, the year before that, I think I did cartoons and It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, so this year, we're, so this year it's movies I haven't really seen. And uh, this for, and everyone's going to be really surprised every, every week. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. I can't believe you never watched that movie. I can't believe that's not part of your Christmas rotation. Like, I'm sorry, I... I don't get to, I didn't get to choose that. It's just, you know, when you're a kid, your parents kind of choose it and you kind of maybe get to choose if you've watched it and liked it. Uh, but for the most part, uh, yeah, these are movies I haven't watched. So this year, 
uh, I watched Home Alone. I probably watched Home Alone maybe once or twice, and I had to be a small child. I do believe I've actually seen this movie before, but I had to have been super, like a, like a super small child when I saw this. So it, it had to be forever fucking ago when I saw it. I know my brother, he really, he, he like, remember back when... Back in the day, if you're, if you're younger, if, you're, if your birthday doesn't start with 19, if your birth year doesn't start with 19, uh, you you probably don't remember going to a movie store and renting a movie. They, they still do exist, and uh, if you are, you're like, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. We have movie rentals, because Redbox doesn't go out that far. Uh, but you used to have to go to a store, you saw movies on a shelf, and you would... Uh, pick it out there. My brother would pick out uh, the third one, just randomly the third one, not like, not the, not uh, the, not the Macaulay Culkin ones, the good ones, the 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 third one. So uh, that was weird. Uh, but he's also a weird guy, and so and we talk about that on the show because he doesn't listen to this podcast. And it's okay, so it's so it's okay. We can talk about him as much as we want. We can talk as much shit about my brother, and it'll be fine. Uh, no one, no one, no one's gonna give a shit about that. So. Uh, anyways, though, yeah, so Home Alone, starring Macaulay Culkin, which I do want to say here, uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin, he's doing great right now. He's sober, he's doing great, but he used to be on a lot of drugs, and I think that he did the right amount of drugs, and you're like, the right amount of drugs? Is there a right amount? I'm like, yes, there is. If you had to interact with Michael Jackson, you know there's a specific amount of drugs you need to do to forget that man's existence. And I think uh, Macaulay Culkin figured that out, and he did that many drugs. Uh, It cost him a lot of money, but he did the right amount. So uh, cheers to him. Uh, Cheers to everything he's doing these days. Anyways, though, Macaulay Culkin. So let's talk about Home Alone. Uh, First of all, the the logo for Home Alone, it's Home Alone. Everything's capitalized except for the E at the end of it, uh, which is lowercase. Um... I could not figure that out. Um, maybe it was a, maybe it's something cool with the logo. You know, like the FedEx logo has like a little arrow in it, and then Amazon has a little arrow A to Z. You know, uh, but I could not find the uh, actual. Um, uh, maybe there was a joke in there. Maybe there was something cool in there. I could not find it, so therefore it doesn't count. Uh, that's how that works, right? If you can't find it, it doesn't count. So, anyways, though, let's get into. Home Alone. Let's get into the movie. I want to start with the movie. That I had to. I had to talk about the logo because that that's just weird. Uh, love Chris Columbus. He's the director. He directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Uh, but also, it would have been weird because like those two Harry Potter movies look like BBC, like cheap BBC specials, too. But they're also great. I can't talk bad about it because Chamber of Secrets is probably my favorite Harry Potter movie. There, there's a reason for that, which we'll get into another day. Um, so we're first introduced to this giant ass house, uh, this giant ass house, like this house is humongous. Uh, I think that they have like five or six, seven kids maybe, but they also have like their cousins in the house. I think there's 11 kids in total, which, uh, too many, fun, that's two families worth of kids. Like, I, it's very rare. I feel like we all know the family, but it's very rare. You find like the family that has a lot of kids. But also financially is doing really well, which is insane to find that. So, uh, yeah, the giant ass house. You're introduced to that. You you're first introduced to Kevin and his mother Moira Rose uh, from Schitt's Creek. That's how I'll be referring to her 
uh, because I like her more in that movie than I did. I like her more in that show than I do in this current movie. We're, you know, we're, we're just being honest here. So, which is them. Giant, giant fucking ass house. I don't know what that family does, but they apparently do good enough where it's like, yeah, we can have another kid. You know, fuck it. <laughs> we can have another kid. Um, anyways, though, Kevin, can we talk about Macaulay Culkin's? He plays an eight-year-old. They, we figured that out in the movie. He plays an eight-year-old, and he has phenom- a phenomenal, like, vocabulary. Like, this kid talks like a teenager. Like, not like not like a teenager, like the teenager's, like, saying shitty things about you, but, like, has, like, the skill level of a teenager. And that's probably why Macaulay Culkin was good. One, he's, like, a perfect, great at great actor from like eight years old. Like I bet he could still, he could still kill it today, you know, but like a lot of adults can kill it today, but not a lot of eight year olds could kill like Macaulay Culkin could like for real, like that kid, like he could, Macaulay Culkin could probably do some like, you know, like, uh, who, who's the, who's the guy who directed, um, the dark Knight, uh, Chris Nolan. Uh, yeah, he could probably do some Chris Nolan roles and like, just kill it. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're left alone. And, uh, you're, you get the vibe at the beginning of this movie that no one likes Kevin. And it's not, and you're like, oh, is Kevin an asshole? No, I don't think it's because Kevin's an asshole. I think it's because uh, the this house they live in is chaos, even without his brother's kids, uh, about without their family's other kids in there. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, the, 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 this family is terrible. We're... we're we're going to get into that a little bit more. I'll, I'll get into it a little more. I'll, I'll keep complaining about shit. Um, so, like, you know, Kevin, you know, he's he's an eight-year-old. And, like, to be honest with you, he's, like, a really good eight-year-old. To be honest with you, you're like, everyone's like, Kevin, you're so annoying. He, like, he walks into his mom's room and just sits on the bed. I'm like, hey, mom, how's it going? Like, Kevin, shut the fuck up, Shevin. Shut the fuck up. Get out of my fucking room, Kevin. I mean, they didn't use the app word. It's a kid's movie. Um, anyways, though, they, or- they order pizza. Uh, and, uh, they order 12 pizzas. Now, Kevin's a picky eater, you know, and I'm, I'm very good. I'm, I'm figuring out, uh, what I haven't used the sound. I haven't used much of the soundboard. I have to keep using it. I haven't, you know, I'm planning our Christmas meal this year for, for Christmas. I'm smoking pulled pork and I think we're all, there's pulled pork, but you can also make pulled pork nachos. And so someone just wants like cheese and chips for the kids, you know? And then I also like in my, in my mind, like, a signature holiday meal for me, I have to include pizza rolls. I don't know why. I don't know why. But, like, that way, if when the kids are there, you know, the kids will like it. You know, the adults will eat it, eat pizza rolls. Like, you're not, you're not, no one's too good for pizza rolls. And then, you know, we got pulled pork and nachos and, like, and like it's cheese and chips. Like, kids will eat that. You know, I always want to make sure, you know, everyone's kind of covered for the most part. I, I, you know, it's just me, though. A lot of people were like, yeah, I made, like, just fucking onions for everyone. Like, fuck you. Um, and so there's one cheese pizza out of the 12 cheese pizzas they ordered. Fucking, uh, Kevin's brother, Buzz. And now we have to get into Buzz. Buzz is destined for prison. You remember the kid you went to school with? And he's just always in trouble, always just fucking starting shit. And you're like, how, why don't, you know, like, from normal people, like, it's, it's hard for us to go to, like, to even, like, do anything that requires prison sentence. Like, you have to, like... First of all, like if you don't steal things, uh, and you're not you're not murdering people, and you're not like assaulting people, assaulting people in the uh, half, you know, like uh, it's pretty hard to go to prison. I mean, I'm white, and I grew up around a lot of white people. You know, there were black people around, but like we, I tried to treat them like white people. Some other people did not, but I always tried to treat them. I always treat them like white people, you know, for the most part. Uh, 
you know, and then like, so yeah, Buzz is, is Kevin's brother destined for prison. Uh, he is destined to be going to prison. So, uh, basically what Buzz does, he eats the entire cheese pizza. They got like one cheese pizza. Cause you know, that's Kevin's favorite. Kevin just likes a solid cheese pizza. It's all he wants. They ordered 12 pizzas. They ordered one cheese pizza just for Kevin and but Buzz, who is destined for prison, Kevin's older brother, destined for prison. I just want to bring that up. He uh, ate the whole thing. He's like, "If you're gonna eat a cheese pizza, you're gonna you're gonna eat it from me vomiting it." And then Kevin gets mad and like fights Buzz. But all of a sudden, Moira Rose comes in. And he's like, "Kevin, you're being you're being dramatic. You're starting all the, you're causing all our family's problems." And I'm like, "Kevin's not doing shit." You know, he got mad because his brother was being an asshole to him. Like. Buzz clearly was the asshole. Buzz should have won in the trouble. Uh, normal parents would have been like, Kevin, why did you attack your brother, Buzz? Uh, and his name is Buzz, and he's also destined for prison. Uh, Kevin would have been like, he ate the entire cheese pizza, and that's all I like, you know? And, like, and normal parents were like, Buzz, why would you be mean to your brother like that on purpose? That's what normal people would do. Not these parents. They're like, they, they lock Kevin in the attic because you're like, you know what, Kevin? It's a giant-ass house. I've always wanted a house kind of like that. Like, it has a basement, a first level, a second level, and then, an, like, an attic you can, like, actually do shit in, you know? It's always, like, an older house. I, I love that shit. Uh, so, and in that in that moment, Kevin wishes to Moira Rose that his family would just disappear and go away. Uh, disappear and go away and stuff like that. So, this is the, nice, the night before they go to Paris, France. Now, now how this family is able to afford to go to France with a giant-ass house, uh, like, seven, at least more than five kids, uh, is beyond me. Uh, because I feel like if I had a giant ass house and like seven kids, uh, we would be vacationing at our giant house with my seven plus kids. Uh, but anyways, though, the tree, a tree falls down on the power line. And so like their power goes out and I guess it comes back on at one point at, and later in the night. But, uh, back then, so now if the power goes out in the middle of the night and then you wake up or whatever, and you have your alarm clock on your phone, what happens is your phone alarm clock would be fine, you know. But back in the day, kids whose birth year starts with 20, uh, basically if that happened, uh, you're late to work the next day. You're late to whatever you're supposed to do the next day unless you have, like, the internal clock that wakes you up at the same time every day. I don't have that. I'm not a psychopath, so I do not have that. Uh, some of you do, so uh, basically they get up like, we're late to the airport, you know, and so, like, they're all rushing to get to the airport and stuff like that. And like everyone's up raining. But Kevin's the only one in the attic and no one remembered to wake up Kevin. And so, and, and like this is like a time uh, before, this was before 9-11. It came out in 1990. So, and they maybe filmed it in 1988, 1989. Uh, knowing how films work, I can't imagine it was like earlier than, like more than that. Uh, but basically, yeah. So they basically, they're like, they basically wake, get enough time. Like, oh no, our flight leaves in 45 minutes. Will you make it? And I'm like, now look, I'm used to flying on planes today, and I'm I'm in the two hour rule, and and I'm gonna be honest, I usually get through everything in an hour, like by the time I get done, thirty minutes to an hour. That's like how long it really takes me to get through that. I just like the time, you know. I can sit down. Like I don't like being rushed. I'm not a kind of guy who likes being rushed. So I laugh. I do enjoy that like hour. I'm like you just sit down at the airport, just like sit on my phone, listen to music. You know what? You know it's good because I could die on the plane, and so like that. Uh, they, 45 minutes of the take, I feel like, oh, you made it just in time. I'm like, oh yeah, this was before 9-11 and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I say like, I like the two hour rule and it takes me like 30 minutes to an hour to even really get through. But you still want like a little bit of time before the actual plane takes off. Like ideally, I feel like in an ideal situation, 
Uh, you basically have all your TSA and shit all checked. Uh, and then you're like, 15 minutes, the flight takes off. That would be the perfect situation. But not everyone's built different like me or anything. Uh, but yeah, so they make it, they do make it in time. But when they were counting, because they had a, a head count, they had to do a head count on the kids. Uh, some fucking annoying ass kid neighbor decides to walk over. Oh, you're driving to the airport? They're going to France. We're going to Florida. That's crazy. And this kid just like would not shut up. And so when they were doing the head count of all the kids, they accidentally counted this kid for Kevin because they kind of love him. Like, okay. So it does make it like an obvious mistake. Now, I would have enjoyed the movie if they just intentionally left Kevin behind. You know, it was like, fuck Kevin. <laughs> but, you know, that's not how the movie works. We, we, they try to make, like, the family good. The family's not good, folks. The family is not a good family. Uh, anyways, though, so they all make it to the airport, but they forgot Kevin because they accidentally counted the other kid. Add Kevin instead of, you know, they just counted 11 kids and stuff like that. They didn't see him. Uh, so then Kevin is left home alone. <laughs> lower Casey. Remember the Lower Casey. That's important. Um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they made it to the, you know, they made it to the airport. You're like, no, it was before 9-11. So uh, if you make it to the airport, if you drive to the airport 45 minutes before the plane took off uh, before 9-11, you would have made it. And that, that's, that's important. So, you know, like, Kevin is now home alone. He wakes up, and, you know, he's like, oh, I guess everyone's gone. Woo! And so, like, he does literally what everyone has done when they're home alone, like, overnight for the first time. Like, he, you know, he eats junk food and shit like that. And uh, my favorite was uh, he went to Buzz's room because uh, he had, Buzz had a secret box with all his special stuff in it. Remember, this movie came out in, the, in 1990, so... Uh, first goes through Buzz's stash of stuff. He immediately sees a Playboy. He looks through it, and he's like, ugh. <laughs> like, throws away, like, naked people are gross. Because <laughs> he's eight years old, and eight-year-old shouldn't be like, I want to jerk off right now. It's pretty funny, but Buzz looks like the guy who fucking, he, Buzz, you know, like I said, he he's destined for prison. He looks like the guy who's, he jizzes on the magazine pages. Remember that guy who, like, you open, someone's like, oh, a nudie magazine, you open up, it's like all sticky, and like, ugh. Like, fucking don't jerk off on the page. Like, leave it on your stomach and wipe it off like a real man. Um, and, and yeah, and then, oh, yeah, and those, like, those bodies were probably, like, too perfect for, like, for him. He's like, I prefer the look of real women. And, like, real women do look better, and I do prefer, and I think most guys would also say this, I prefer, like, real-looking women. Like, you know, like, you look at porn, like, oh, perfect bodies, but you're like, and then you're like, in real life, though, like, you kind of want something a little different, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, fellas? You know what I'm saying, fellas? Um, oh, and then he pulls out a picture of Buzz's girlfriend. And uh, the only way I could describe Buzz's girlfriend is uh, most women I've seen on the dating app hinge. Uh, a fucking cow. Uh, that's also true, I'm sure. Oh, and then, yeah, Buzz has just a gun hanging on the wall. <laughs> just hanging on the wall. They live in Chicago, like the white people suburbs of Chicago. Uh, he has just a gun hanging on the wall. And, you know, I know it's like a BB gun or a Pelican, but uh, still weird. Um, also, another thing, like, yeah, every time they watch TV in this movie, it's in black and white for some reason. And I remember some of these movies are in black and white, but I don't, like, it was 1990, color TVs existed. And I think these TVs were color. I don't know, maybe it was just a, it's a director thing or whatever. Um... But uh, the surprising part of this movie I did realize was uh, Moira Rose, uh, she, her mom's senses start tingling. He's like, did I forget something at home? And they kind of just go through, like, the coffee pot, 
No, I turned that off. Uh, the garage door, no, we did close that. On the plane, she realizes Kevin is gone. That's how, that's how, uh, and Myra questions how good of a mother she is. And if I was there, I'd be like, yeah, you're a pretty fucking terrible mom. I'm going to be honest with you, you're a pretty fucking terrible mom. Uh, and so, uh, so then we go later. There's a lot of cuts. No, cuts, cuts in this movie. It's just how movies work. Uh, remember, and I didn't mention this, but there was a police officer at the beginning of the film, like, trying to tell people to, like, hey, be careful about robberies, uh, and stuff like that. That police officer, played by Joe Pesci, which I will be referring to him as Joe Pesci, because I just want to call him that. Turns out, he was a thief all along, and he went to houses to see how they were guarding the place to try and rob them. So, uh, that's how it's it. So, turns out, uh, this isn't really a headline, but it's like, cop turns out to be bad guy. Uh, it's not real, that, that's not really news. That's just, that's just normal shit. Um, so, like, and so, like, Kevin saw those two guys, like, they're getting ready to rob the house, and, like, he turned on the lights and stuff like that to scare him with, oh, someone home? Shit, you know, my bad. You know, they, that's what they try to do. Um, and so then Kevin's just like, oh, someone's trying to get me out from outside the house. Uh, and so, like, he's just up there hiding. Moira then calls the police, and it was kind of a struggle, but she eventually got a hold of them. They were like, hey, can you just do a wellness check? I think we left our son home alone. Home alone, like, like the movie says. Like, it's lowercase e. Let's not forget that. Um, and so, like, the police come over, do try to do a wellness check. They're like, no one's home, because Kevin didn't answer the door. And people were like, why didn't Kevin answer the door? I'm like, look, here, here's just a solid fact. If you're... If you're not expecting someone over, you should never answer the door. I don't care if it's Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, uh, or whatever. Just don't, do not answer the door. You should not be answering the door when someone has not given you a heads up that they're coming over. That should be common sense. That's why so many people got fucking murdered in the 70s. It's because they were just like, oh, hello, how are you doing today, sir? Stab, 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 rape, rape, rape. That's what happened. That's what happened, and uh, that's why some people died in the 70s. Remember someone you know died in the 70s? It's because they fucking answered the door, probably. So don't do that. Kevin did a good thing. Yeah, he shouldn't be open, especially he shouldn't be opening the door. If I had a kid, I'd be like, do not ever open the door for anyone. Unless, like, yeah, I would just say that in the meantime. I'd be like, I'll always answer the door. That's how I have kids. Uh, so Moira was like, you know what? You guys can stay here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home and try to figure out a way to get home and, you know, it's near Christmas, so flights are uh, crazy, crazy right now. Oh yeah, and then in an attempt to get like a like a box full of money, uh, he climbs like like five of Buzz's shelves, gets the money, uh, breaks all every single shelf, uh, tarantula cage breaks, the tarantula gets loose, and so the tarantula's around in the house now. Uh, and then, so that Kevin has money, so he's going to buy a toothbrush, but there's, like, the creepy neighbor that Buzz was like, that guy murders people, and Kevin's like, oh, because he's eight, you know, and then, uh, basically, when he was buying the toothbrush, he saw the guy, and he ran out scared, he still holding the toothbrush, so he stole the toothbrush, you know, uh, eventually Joe Pesci and, uh, Marv eventually find him, and, like, we're gonna follow you home, kid, just to see where you live, which is weird, and, like, Kevin was smart, I'm like, don't let him know where I live, uh, because Kevin's not trying to be weird or anything, uh, and stuff like that, even, even though, like, later on that night, like, they drive by the McAllister house, and he turns the light on, has all these cardboard and mannequins and stuff like that to give the illusion that they're home, like, that's a lot of work to do, bro, that's, like, a lot of work he had to do, and he figured that shit out, man, good for him, he then goes to, like, the grocery store, 
and he buys like a week worth of weeks worth of like just like you know general grocery shit and laundry detergent along with it he buys tied laundry detergent of all of them total comes out to $19.83 like like maybe a week's worth of food like milk orange juice even buys like army toys and shit like that too $19.83 man I wish that like I could maybe I used to be able to live off that maybe like high school college but like now I could not I could not make $19.83 buy me food for a week including laundry detergent that's insane like that dude that that's insane like the 90 star uh so as Moira like as she's Moira is like going back on her journey uh trying to get back to I guess suburbs of Chicago uh she ends up running into like I guess she's like every plan she cannot get on she like did everything she could but she's no longer on any flights she runs into Uncle Buck uh John Candy I know some of you probably don't know he apparently in this movie he's a poker star polka star and the entire band can't get a flight so they rented out a vehicle uh to drop her off now I thought they'd be running out like a van like what usual bands rent out, van. Uh, they probably didn't rent out a bus, but they probably rented out like a van, you know, that can get everything in there and the whole band can fit with Moira Rose to get in there too. But uh, but anyways, though, yeah. But usually, you know, like in my mind, like, oh, a woman's like stranded, but a band officer arrived. I'm like, that's a red flag. But this is a polka band, so I don't think a polka band's going to like assault her. Country, guy, country guys would. They're 100% going to assault her. Um... Uh, rock guys, maybe, uh, but probably with the rock guy, it'd be consensual. Uh, pop punk guys, I know that's like, she's too old. Just like, you know, she's too old at that point. But, uh, overall, I guess she, I assume she'd be fine. Um, and, uh, then, like, Kevin starts, like, decorating the house for Christmas. Now, you know, that's the craziest part about the McAllisters, not the deli. I'm just making sure you know it's not the deli. Uh, that they did not set up any Christmas decorations inside, but they did decorate the outside, which is psycho shit right there. That's just fucking crazy. Uh, but then, you know, I guess Kevin keeps hearing about these guys trying to rob the place, and he's like, doesn't know what to do. Uh, while Myra's still on, and, oh yeah, no, I, this is what I want to get to. Uh, instead of taking the van, they took a, uh, like a budget moving truck. That's what it's called, you know, the budget brand moving truck, like, you're like, oh, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna, I'm moving today, and it's that kind of truck, not a van. Uh, but at least it's not hot as hell, because it's Chicago in the winter, and uh, fat polka guys. You know, they're probably not gonna make it super cold. Okay, so anyways, though, Kevin makes it to a Catholic church, which is like scary to me. Here about an eight, eight year old going to a Catholic church. He runs into the creepy neighbor guy he has, and he's like, yeah, all those rumors you heard about me are not true. Talked about as like a strange son. Kevin's like, you should not be afraid to call your son. It's Christmas time and stuff like that. And he's like, okay. And Kevin's like, maybe I shouldn't be scared either. Uh, this is the same guy who saw Kevin steal a toothbrush. Didn't bring anything up. Bring, didn't bring it up. They're at church. He should have returned it or something. You know, I'm just saying that's what happens. And so Kevin gets the courage to not be scared after talking to this guy. So therefore, we have to talk about... Um, all the crazy-ass fucking shit that Kevin did to Joe Pesci and Marv. I don't know Marv's real name, but it's Marv. So, like, I wrote down everything that Kevin did. Like, now, at this point, like, after, like, two of these, I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. But uh, this guy was like, these guys were like, we're into it. Uh, we're in it to win it. So I need to take a drink real quick. 
Okay. So here's everything Kevin McAllister did Joe Pesci and Marv in Home Alone. He shot Joe Pesci in the nuts with a BB gun and then shot Marv in the head. Uh, could be like a bell gun, but I think it was a BB gun. Like, he shot them in the head. Now, if I was shot in the nuts by a BB gun, I'm out. I would be out for the evening. Uh, that's how we know this is a movie. Um, uh, then he uh, iced the basement stairs because Marv and, and Joe Pesci, no, he, uh, he iced the front stairs in the basement stairs. <laughs> so when Marv and Joe Pesci would try to go up them, they would slip and fall and they keep slipping and falling and trying to get in. It's a little deteriorating factor there. Uh, but also, Kevin just left the basement door open or whatever. Like, he didn't lock it. Um, and then Marvin, the basement. Kevin jolly rigged the basement light switch. Uh, so basically, instead of turning on light, a hot iron fell on Marv's head. Like, Jesus Christ. He had that, like, out- outprint the rest of the movie. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and they still didn't give up. Uh, and then uh, for the front door, they had some sort of heating device. That may be a little too old for me. But he had on them like the metal door handle. So when Joe Pesci like held it, it just burned his hand. Lucky he was able to put it out in the snow. Uh, on the basement snares, like going up to like the main level, they had some like sticky tar type stuff on it. So Marv kept like he took off his shoes, then he took off his socks, and he put his bare feet on. And then the worst part is I cringed when he stepped on a fucking nail with his bare foot. Ugh. That, oh, that, oh, that just, like, ugh, just makes my spine shiver. Uh, then, uh, he set up a makeshift flamethrower for Joe Pesci in the kitchen that burned what I think he had hair off and, like, the hat and skin. Uh, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, then he used, like, sticky saran wrap on Joe Pesci and then feathers stuck to him. Like, he blew feathers on him, so, like, feathers was, were, like, stuck to him and shit like that. Uh, Marv saw that the window was open, so he audibly stepped on broken ornaments, which is basically like stepping barefoot on glass. Uh, and then they, they were trying to go upstairs to get Kevin. They slipped on car toys, and then they were hitting the pan- the head with full paint cans. Uh, and then while Kevin was up there, that's when Kevin finally called 911 about the cops. That's like, uh, he was like, they're not subdued yet, let's call them cops. Uh, and then they trip on, like, a line that Kevin set up, uh, and then the tarantula that Kevin let out earlier comes out, and he, je- Kevin gently dropped it on Marv's face, and then he creeped out, got dropped off, uh, that's when Kevin zip lines from, like, the upstairs window to the treehouse, uh, and then Marv hits Joe, Joe Pesci with a crowbar to try to kill the tarantula. Tarantula lives, I don't think, I don't think the tarantula dies in this movie. Actually, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I just wrote my notes. Or doesn't. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, uh, and then, like, you know, he ziplined from, like, the house to the treehouse, and so they're like, we're going to climb it like this. Kevin cuts the rope, and then they George of the jungle it, hit a brick fucking wall in the house. Oh, then Kevin leads them to another house uh, that they decided, they robbed early and decided to flood, but they actually got Kevin. But the creepy neighbor guy, who we find out is a good guy, uh, catches them and, uh, you know, saves the day. Very much a glad I called that guy scenario. Uh, so then the cops come, come Dave's day is saved. But, but like, Jesus Christ. After, like, I, I'm looking at the list I made right now, and I'm just saying, like, I, I would have probably stopped. If I got shot in the nuts with a BB gun, I would have not robbed a house 
or not attempt to rob a house after I my dick my balls, which was which is where PS store, PS store on the balls, FYI. Uh got shot with a BB gun, that's for sure. Cops arrest them, and then Kevin's like, ah, night accomplished. So he eats Christmas cookies with carrots. Very weird combo, but like it's good that kids are seeing a kid eat vegetables with his cookies, I guess. Um, but then, you know, the next morning, you know, it's Christmas Day. Kevin wakes up, mom being dropped off from with the polka guys in a truck. Uh, Kevin's like, mom's here, and I guess I don't want to be alone after all. Christmas a little bit better. Kevin's happy. Uh, maybe it was lonely, uh, but, like, honestly, though, like, I don't get too lonely anymore because I have good friends who are on, who I can communicate with on the internet, and uh, they're good friends, so, like, you know, it's not that bad. Uh, and then uh, then the rest of the family shows up. She's like, this is the flight you should have taken to be there on Christmas morning, but she wanted to try to get there earlier, and she ended up showing up at the same time. So I don't know. But anyways, the family's still terrible, but, you know, but they all kind of, like, Buzz is like, I'm glad you didn't burn the house down. I'm like, yeah, because your tarantula is in it with your porn magazine too, buddy. That's probably why you're happy. Um, here's here's the part that fucked me up. Uh, the creepy old guy he was talking about, like who creepy old guy neighbor. I don't know if we should be calling him the creepy old guy, but like uh, he was, he made amends with his son. Uh, so everything happened. I'm like, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. So I mean, so if you're new to the show, I'm like, you know, my dad died earlier this year, and uh, you know, it's like it's not like something. I'm like, he he died in a situation where it's like. None of us, nothing I could have done would have, like, saved his life. So no one else in my family either, you know. So it's just, it was a very rare disease that, you know, I took him. So it's like, nothing you really do. So, like, if someone makes a joke, I'm like, yeah, your dad's dead. I'm like, yeah, you know. It's like, you know, I play shows. I'm like, oh, the battery for this is dead. I'm like, just like my dad, you know. It's like, that's hard, you know. Like, something like that doesn't get me. And then, like, a dad and his son making amends so he can see his granddaughter. I'm like, that fucking... That fucking got me, bro. That fucking got me. Uh, it's weird. It's weird the shit that fucking gets me. It's like that got me uh, in Big Shot season two finale, where it's like, who's been affected by Coach Corn and like all his former athletes and other coaches stand up I'm like right in the fucking gut, you know? Uh, those of you who don't have a dead dad and whose dad is present in their life, like. When your dad dies, you do not know what's going to fucking hit you like a ton of bricks when he dies. Anyways, though, the movie ends as happy as can be. That's how the movie ends as happy as can be. Until the post credit scene where Nick Fury recruits Kevin for the Avengers. That that was weird. I didn't see that coming, but that happened. Um, anyways, though, I always like to talk about what did we learn from watching the movie uh, Home Alone? Uh that most eight-year-olds could probably survive if you left them home alone. Like, to be honest, I always think about, like, my friends who have kids, and, like, you know, like, you know, like, three, four, like, no, 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 we're not leaving them home. But, like, when they get to the later single digits, like, you know, you probably shouldn't leave them home alone. It's probably a good idea. But, like, like, but it's always curious, you know, like, I bet every parent's like, what would happen if I just left them home alone? Like, you know, like, my eight-year-old home alone. What would happen, you know? And you you wish you could do that without any consequence. You just want to see what would happen. But, like, same time, you want your kid to be safe, you know? Uh, you're, and, uh, you know, you're not as terrible as Kevin's parents. The McAllisters, not the deli. Just want to make sure about that. It's not the deli. Uh, they're terrible people. And uh, Kevin should have uh, lived his life without them in the in his life. I like that. Uh, and stuff like that. Like, he, he was right in wishing that. Like, his family was fucking terrible. Um, I don't know, like, you should, I don't know, a lot of kids, 
and you, you pick up and you're like Kevin's the and you think Kevin's the worst one. Kevin is clearly not the worst one if you know about that. I'm telling you right now. Of all those kids, Buzz is the worst one. How is Buzz not like the problem child? Like Buzz, I, I haven't seen the second one. I might watch the second one. We're not reviewing it this year. Maybe maybe next year we can talk about Home Alone too. I might save it for next year. Uh, but uh, Buzz is destined for prison. I 100% know he's destined for prison. Uh, so anyways, though, they're, they're a terrible family. Uh, Kevin was right. He knew his family was terrible from the get-go. And they, uh, and, and you know what? I know in the second one, uh, they forgot about him a second time. So that's just, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the final lesson we learned is sometimes people look creepy, but they're very nice people. And uh, sometimes father and son reunions hit you harder than you expect them to. That's probably a lesson for me. But those are going to hit harder for me than uh, I ever expected in the future. So, uh, you know. That's rough, buddy. But uh, that's the what you know, Celine Dion would say. That's the way it is. So, uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh, welcome to uh, Ask Shweezy. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah, we're doing Ask Shweezy. I heard, why weren't you at elf practice? And I was just like, fucking, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I wasn't at elf practice. Can we talk about how that's like the best fucking Christmas meme? Fucking, why weren't she? knows like, at elf practice. Fucking, I wish I didn't, haven't already reviewed Rudolph. It's somewhere in the like the beginning, early Candle Sweezy. We're a hundred episodes in, folks. Like we, I've done a lot of these. I can't remember when I did whatever I did. Uh, anyways, though, it's time for Ask Sweezy. 
uh, the time of the episode where I go over all your questions and comments and concerns and see what I can do to help solve your problems. And, you know, I'm pretty fucking smart. Like, I, I know some of you don't know that, but I'm pretty fucking smart. And so it's pretty, pretty fucking obvious that you need my help. So anyways, though, let's see what's going on here. All right. Um, let's go to our first question. Uh, do you, do guys pee in the sink? If someone's in the shower and you really need a piss, do you pee in the sink? What? Um, okay, well, you know, before I answer this question, I think the answer should be no, but I have peed in the sink before. Um, it, it was in college, the one year I lived in the dorms in college, basically how it was set up was, uh, we had, some colleges are like, you have to go to like a whole out bathroom, like a whole communal bathroom set up to pee and shit like that. Uh, but, um, the way my college was, or at least the way I got it was basically you shared a bathroom with another dorm room. And so basically there's four people to one bathroom and then, uh, you kind of did like that. Now, one time someone was in the shower in that bathroom. Now there were actually, there was actually like an open bathroom, like downstairs in like the dorm I was living in. It was just like, cause there was like, oh, we got like foosball and pool tables down there, you know, like they just had those down there. Uh, I didn't go there. I just went and pissed in the sink. Uh, cause we had, we had like a sink and a mirror in our rooms, but the, the bathroom was shared. So it was, it was weird. So I did piss, piss in the sink that, that one time. Uh, and I, I will tell you it was just one time. It was, it was pretty bad. Uh, and then most guys that they live in like the country and they live in like an outdoor situation, like you can just, they just pee outside. Like honestly, and I'm, I, you know, I've mentioned this before peeing outside is the best for a guy. I, women, you will never get to experience that. But it's like, you know, like, when, but like, and what, well, I guess women can kind of understand, like, when men pee, like, they're always worried about leaving little, like, drippies and stuff like that, and uh, most men, some men will be like, I'll just sit down so I don't do it. Uh, those are bitches. Those guys are bitches. Uh, and then there's guys like me who is like, oh, I got some dribbles. Um, let me clean it up. And then you clean it up, and so it's like, I never peed there, you know? Uh, and stuff like that. So, but anyways, though, do men piss in the sink? Um, we, it has to be like, I, I guess I would say though, uh, your answer to the answer to your question would have to be like, is it an emergency? Because like the, the emergency situation also curious. I don't, I don't buy plants because I'm not fucking weird. I know some people buy plants. I'm just like, I don't know. I, th- I just think plants are meant to be outside and then inside are not plants. That's me. That I don't know. That's me. Uh, but I could be dating a girl and she's like, I want to buy plants. And I'd uh, be like, I want to get my, I want to get blowjobs. So we're buying plants. Uh, so I could, I, I may regret that one day, but I'm just saying right now as a single guy, just like, I, I want plants to be outside and it's okay if they're outside and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, you can't pee on, I don't know if you can pee on plants. What I'm going to guess the answer is no. Uh, for the most part, you cannot pee on a plant. Uh, that, that seems very obvious that you cannot pee on a plant. Um, anyways, though, yeah, do you guys pee in the sink? Uh, I bet, you know, if you ask, it's going to be specific to every single man out there. Uh, but it has to be a specific time that they have pee in the sink. And, you know, I, I say that, I say the sentence, it's better to, Better to come in the sink than sink in the cum, uh, which is not a make sense thing, but it is also very funny and also very true. To be honest with you, I would rather come in the sink than sink in the cum. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather do that than anything else. But 
for the most part, it, it's probably the same situation with P. It, it's better the P in the sink than sink in the P. Uh, but it's it's not as funny as saying come. I'm just going to be honest with you. Come is, I don't know, saying come is funny. And uh, be like, I want your cummies and stuff like that. But the actual come is like gross. Like for real. I'm like, it's pretty gross. Uh, I, I was like wondering, because I had like a friend who was like, uh, basically, I, I'm not going to give her name out or anything, and she's she's a very anonymous person. I, I want to keep her anonymous, but anyway, she's just a friend, uh, dating another friend. And uh, she uh, she doesn't like her dad because her dad's kind of a pervert. And, like, that's that's the story I heard. I've not heard really much examples other than, like, uh, when she was younger, they would go out and he would uh, be really gross. And, you know, it's like, in my mind, it's like, okay, doesn't having a daughter make you less gross? Because, I mean, like, I'm I'm a gross individual. Like, well, I mean, gross is in, like, things I'll talk about. Like, gross, inappropriate. But, like, to be honest with you, I, I would never, like, just, like, like, I don't know. I, I believe women are equals. I'm like, I know women are funny. And that's shocking to a lot of people. I know a lot of women who aren't funny, too. And I know a lot of men who aren't funny. So don't be like, oh, Trying to be a feminist here. I'm like, no, I, there's women I think are funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry I let you down. Uh, but like, I don't know. I try not to be like gross around, like gross about women, you know? We're like, guys gross are like, like, eat my cum. Eat my cum. <laughs> Shit like that. Guys are like that. But we're not saying that to women like that. And we're like, we tell it to the other guys. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, though, uh, do you, should you piss in the sink? Only if it's an emergency. That's that's the answer to that question. <laughs> we're going on some rants. We're going on rants here today on uh, Christmas, Shweezy. That's for sure. How do guys clean up after ejaculating? Okay, uh, we've. I think we've discussed this on another episode before, but uh, we'll we'll just go over it again. Because uh, I think we've had questions like, "Do guys just jizz in your bed or on the floor?" I'm like, "No, we we shouldn't." That's for sure, unless you're that. You Come know, on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Or, that's my hole. That, that's where it's I fucking should not. And honestly, though, like, the Bible actually, like, I know a lot of people who are like, I take the Bible literally, and uh, that says that gay marriage is a sin, and, like, abortion is bad. Like, first of all, uh, if you actually take the Bible literally, it actually is somewhat okay with abortions if you're like i don't think that child's base i don't like literally i think i can't remember what i probably should have good resources to know what i was saying here but i know the bible actually says like if a man says if a man thinks that a woman is carrying a child that isn't his they need to abort it like that's i think i do know the bible says that i don't have the resources right now but i know it says that um should guys clean up after Jacqueline? Okay, that, but no, that's where I was going to. It was like, in the Bible, it's like, man should not spill his seed on the ground. Because was this whole verse about it, like, a, the whole verse was about, like, I don't know, I don't, I, I've read the Bible. Like, I'm a genuine, like, I was a Jesus freak at one point. Like, I read the Bible, but I don't know how I, like, this never really crossed my mind. Like, Ezekiel 23, 20 is about, like, a guy who had, like, a dick the size of a donkey. Uh, but I don't know how I miss this when it's like, a man should not, basically the idea was like, a guy couldn't get his wife pregnant, so he asked his brother to do it, but his brother was kind of not for it, and and then the whole thing was like, do not spill your seed on the ground, you should like, spill your seed inside of her, that was the whole, that was the whole fucking, that was the whole fucking thing, and so, legitimately, the Bible doesn't really give you good answers on like, sex before marriage, you're like, they, they actually don't, it's literally just like, hey, don't, 
like lust after another man's wife. That's like literally what the Bible says. It I'm like it's weird, but like okay, but like also it's like what does the Bible say about masturbation? The what the Bible says about masturbation is like if, you, if she she's expecting you to come on her, you got to come on her. But if you're not, uh, don't jizz on the ground. It, it's a sin to jizz on the ground. Uh, anyways, though, so, so, so that was a long story. Fellas, don't jizz on the ground. Uh, uh, what you should do, uh, unless you're, if you're sitting on the toilet, you jizz inside the toilet, then you flush it down, like your seed's gone. If you're in the shower, don't take forever in the shower, but if you can get it out in the shower in a quick amount of time, you do that. You do it that way. Uh, in the other situations, uh, how normal people jerk off, or when I say normal people, how I jerk off, which is not normal people, uh, you, you jizz on your stomach, you wipe it off with paper towels or Kleenexes or whatever, you know, whatever you do, you're going to wipe it up with. And, uh, that's how you do. You, you don't, you know, uh, we, there, there's, there's a place your jizz should, can be, but you can also dispose of your own jizz. It's okay. It's okay to dispose of your own jizz. Uh, I don't think that answer was actually helpful, but we're, mo- we're moving on regardless though. So here's the, here's to feeling good all the time. All right. Is someone going to be okay? So many bubbles. And you're like, someone's like, can I do this? Can I do this? All right. All right. Be honest. Is it weird for a person in their early 20s to not have social media? I'm pretty detached from people as I do college from home and commute. I also don't have friends. My messages are drier than an old guy's eyes. <coughs> uh, anyways, um... As a result of this, I'm pretty socially anxious, and to myself, this has kept me from having any form of social media, such as Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, etc. I also think it's because I'm uncomfortable with posting have others judge me. <coughs> this has been a theme in my life. The closest thing I have to is this. Is it odd to not have social media? Um. What? I don't think it's odd to not have social media. I think... I don't know. So, like, the way I use social media is, like, I use, there's the, I mean, there's really a couple ways I use social media. Um, I don't have, like, you know, I have just, like, a couple public pages, like, a couple public social media pages where it's, like, my my Facebook, which is, like, my Christian name, Sam, which some of you already know that. Uh, There's the Shweezy Facebook page. There's the Cancel Shweezy. Uh, Facebook page, there's the, you know, at the Shweezy, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and stuff like that, and, like, I don't post, like, personal, like, really, I don't really post personal stuff on it, but then I also question, where it's, like, I posted a whole video, I'm, like, I failed no nut November, so I don't know how, how good I'm doing with my life, you know, it's just, like, sometimes I feel like I talk to, you know, it's, like, I would never give personal information about my life, and then I post a video, it's, like, I failed no nut November, (laughs) um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I use social media for that, but then, like, when I go on Facebook, it's, like, I follow a bunch of meme pages, then I go on Instagram, and I follow people I like and interested in, and then you eventually go to people you don't follow, and you just see random shit that's curated towards you, and, like, some funny memes, and I do watch, like, pimple popping, and I, and pimple popping's great, but I love ingrown toenail removals, like, oh, my God, uh, if any of you've had anything similar to that and you know the relief that comes out of it, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know what I'm fucking talking about. You know what I'm fucking talking about there. Um, 
Anyways, though, yeah. Um, I I bet you haven't read it 100%. Um, that's the thing, though, with social media. It's like, I think initially it was created to, like, uh, help people keep in touch with each other and see what people are go- what's happening in people's lives and stuff like that. Which, you know, it's it's one thing. It's nice to have, but... Uh, I feel like you probably are, you have a more private life and stuff like that. So you don't really necessarily need that. And so like, cause I have, a, I definitely have a private life, which I should probably, uh, which is very, some parts I, in my life, I should probably keep private and not be talking about on this fucking show. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, um, I, I feel bad that you don't like have friends and shit. Like you should, you should need to, you need to make friends and stuff like that. That's, that's also, you have social anxiety. You said socially anxious. I'm like, yeah, it's social anxiety. Here's the thing though. Um, I like, I always like have to tell people this, like you see people you want to be friends with. Um, I'm not saying necessarily like any, it's hard to like gauge this, but you have to hope you find people who are like, I want to be friends with that guy. Uh, and you're like, is he a shitty human being or not? Like, you have to figure that shit out. But, like, I always, like, just force friendships on people. Like, I'm going to force, like, you're going to be my friend and stuff like that. And if they're a shitty person, they're going to, like, not be a good person. But if they're actually a decent person and you can force a friendship on them and you be a good friend in return, like, I always say, like, like you can force friendships. You have to be a good friend in return. Like, that's what I always have to say. Uh, things can really work out for you because then you have, you really find yourself a good friend and someone you can really have a good time with. So I do think you should have like a, it's not necessarily the life, your social media life I'm caring about. It's like actually your personal life. I'm more worried about like being on social media is like, it's, it's nothing like you don't, I don't, doesn't sound like you have anything to promote or anything like that. So it doesn't matter. But like, I kind of want you to focus on your real friends. And like I'm telling you, uh, find people you want to be friends with and hopefully, hopefully Find people you want to be friends with who are actual good people. Force your friendship on them. Be a good friend back. And they'll be a good friend too. I think that's a good that's a good strategy, I would say, for you. Do religious people understand it is heartbreaking as an atheist to know they think I deserve to burn in hell? I understand not everyone who is religious believes this, but many do, and it is part of many holy texts which people try to legislate with or even wage war over. I think of myself as a generally kind and good person who cares about people. When I learn someone participates in certain belief systems, I wonder if they think they would think that there's something wretched about me if they were to find out I don't believe it's hard. Um... Okay, um, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a sound drop here. Cool stuff, slick That's stuff. That's not the right stuff. one. That's not that was the literal worst one I could have picked. Um, so you know, yeah, as a guy who's super former Christian, um, yeah, I used to be in regards to that. I used to believe heaven and hell. I, you know, I could I'll I'll believe there's a heaven. I can believe there's a heaven. Part of me believes there's a heaven. If, if there's a God that exists, there's a heaven that exists. But. I, I don't know. I cannot believe hell exists. And, you know, I was, I grew up in the, like, uh, the scare tactic of like, you're going to hell. You got to be saved. And so like that, you got to be scared. You're going to hell so you can be saved. And part of me, like, if you actually genuinely believe that, and like, you're a genuine good person, you're like, you, you, you just like, it's anxious. It's anxiety. Like thinking like, Oh my God, I don't want this person going to hell. I don't want this person going to hell. And stuff like that. It's anxiety written. That stuff like that. Nowadays, um, the Bible doesn't really support an idea that hell actually exists. Like I don't know how. Um, there's there's probably legitimate reasons, but like I don't think hell exists. I don't think hell exists. I think um, 
I don't know what I believe anymore. You know, I like I like the idea of I like this. I, I believe if I could like just choose what the afterlife is or whatever, it's the it's the Christian God, uh, and you know, but like there's no hell. Hell never existed, but it's like it's this universal truth. It's like this universalism where we all go to heaven, but we're all stripped of like our evilness. And, like, and I think we're all a little. We have a little evilness all in all of us, but we're stripped of that. We get to go to heaven, and we're pure or whatever. That's, that's, if I got to choose it, that's what I would believe. And I would never say anyone goes to hell or anything like that. But, like, if there's a purgatory, maybe it's like, I don't want to go there. And you're like, okay, you can you can stay here. I don't know. It's weird. But, like, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the saying where, like, yeah, I was in the sector of, like, I don't want people going to hell. And I would say myself, and, I and you know, people were like, I'm not trying to brag. or This sounds like I'm trying to brag when I'm not. But, like, I was genuinely worried because I saw, like, two or three of these play situations or, like, drama dramatizations of, like, oh, this guy's going to hell and he's going to hell and burn for eternity. And they tried to scare you with that shit. And that generally made me worried for people. And I, like, I have to save everyone, you know. So, like, do religious people, like, so there's, I would, you know, everyone's different. So, you know, like, everyone's going to say they're different. But I think there's two pop types of people you would say like uh the normal christian who'd be like yeah you deserve to go to hell you're a bad person i don't like you like and those people suck and i that's why i don't hang out in christian circles anymore but there's like the genuine people like i think i was and who i try to associate myself with who would say that like we're scared we don't want you to burn in hell we want you to go to heaven with us and it just scares it scares us that you would do that and we want you to like change your life and stuff like that. So generally, like, I think a majority, I want to hope the majority of, like, the people who at least I was involved with, like, believe that, like, we were scared. We don't want you to be this way. We want you to go to heaven with us and stuff like that. But for the most part, like, there's a lot of people who are like, I think you deserve to go to hell. Like, you see people who are like, oh, you are attracted to men. You deserve to burn in hell for eternity. Like, I didn't choose this. Like, well, God wants you to burn in hell i'm like and you know i don't know and i'll keep this short but like i just it just seems weird to me that it's like okay god created heaven it's like oh you when you die you come you come here and you're perfect there's hell though so if you don't like god then uh god god will make a sin brick well i guess you're going to hell for eternity uh he's like god created me god you created me in your image yeah but i don't like you anymore because you didn't like me i'm like okay there's a lot of problems there so we're going to stay out of that. Is the blue-green message bubble really a problem in America, or is everything just a joke? As a European, I see posts quite often about shaming Android users in this war. In my country, no one uses SMS anymore, so I didn't even know about this difference. It is quite weird to judge someone based on a color, in my opinion. Okay, uh, so yeah, so basically, if you didn't know the story... Uh, if you use an iPhone, when you text other people, it's going to be like a blue message. When we text an Android user, it's a green message. Um, I think it's, and before I go into like, I, I, before I go into my hatred of Android phones, uh, uh, with an iPhone, iPhone, like if you text someone with another iPhone, it's something you're like, okay, I'm texting a legitimate phone number. This is a real person. I'm talking to a real human being. 
and stuff like that. So you know it's like a real human being because they have a real iPhone and stuff like that. And stuff like, oh, hey, so, you know, if you go into a situation like you're just kind of having a rough month and like, can't pay my phone bill, and then uh, your phone bill is like, we quit. And then you're on Wi-Fi, you can still text your friends and it's just normal, but if you have an Android user, you can't really text them. Um, a lot of things with Android users, though, is just SMS text. So you have this idea that you're texting... Uh, are, are you texting a? Sometimes you feel like are you texting a real person or are you not? Because sometimes with iPhones, like you know, a message was delivered to them because it will say delivered. Uh, with like anyone with an SMS phone, you're like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, is this a fake number or not? And then, uh, you know, and then a lot of spam numbers are always Android. And if you try to use a dating app and a girl's like, let's move this to text. They text and it's an Android number and they're like, all right, you send this, uh, go to this website, fill out this survey, put your credit card information in so we can uh, get that information. Like, okay, you know, and it's just a lot of scammers have used Android phones too or stuff like that because basically you can get like a Google phone phone number and it's going to show up as Android to most phones. But with like iPhone, like you know it's a legitimate phone number. And honestly, like I've heard... A lot of people, and I mean, I've been using iPhone since uh, 2015. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I got my first smartphone, I want to say 2011. I got the first Samsung Galaxy phone. And it was fucking ass. It was the worst phone I've ever used in my life. And for real? That's rough, buddy. It was, it was, fucking, it was fucking the worst phone I've ever used in my life. It would, like, heat up. And, like, I would just, like, try to use the GPS, and the phone would crash. Like, for real, it was so bad. And, like, I told my parents about it. I'm like, I need a new phone or whatever. And it took forever for me to actually be able to upgrade to an iPhone. I'm like, I'm getting an iPhone, stuff like that. My mom still uses like a Galaxy, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. She's like, I don't want to use an iPhone. It's so complicated. I'm like, no, it's not. iPhones are the easiest fucking phones to use. So I was like, people are like, PC or Mac? I'm like, okay, you can make an easy argument for both. I use Logic Pro X and Final Cut Pro for every day. Every day I use those two apps. So I need a Mac for that. But PC users could like just totally justify like how cheap they can make a, a good computer for that. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Phones, iPhones are always going to be better than Androids for, for real. And so like that. And that's, I think why people really justify that shit because like Androids are just so unreliable. Every Android is different versus like every iPhone. Like if someone's like, Hey, I have a problem with my iPhone. I can't figure it out. I could just go ahead and fix it because I try to keep up with everything I need to do with my iPhone. Everyone's like, my Android doesn't work. Like, I can't fix, even most Android users probably can't fix that shit. It's so bad. And it's like, you go to the store and like, maybe the guy will know how that Android phone works, but they'll always know how an iPhone works. So it's, yeah. So that's why green photos work like work. And it's just like Androids or phones are cheaper too and bad. And I always say, if she has an Android phone, that's a red flag because she's just, it's like the, it's the same as saying like Android phones are a red flag, like as in girls who are like, I'm just not very good at monogamy. It's just like, it's just, you know, those are the kind of girls you're getting, you know. Uh, First of all, ride or die, bitch. That works. Is it a myth that you can trick someone into being drunk by giving them non-alcoholic beverages? So, um... Yeah, I think that's just falls under the placebo effect. Um, 
Uh, for those of you who don't know what the placebo effect is, I feel like if you're you're a genius if you listen to this show. Uh, placebos are basically like if you're going to do a drug study, they basically want to get uh, basically reactions of people they give the actual drug to versus they give like a fake like drug to where it's like it doesn't actually necessarily work or it doesn't going to do anything. It's like a sugar pill or whatever. And so people are like they take it and like they see like what effects they get on it and uh, – yeah, I would say, like, if you were giving someone alcohol all night and they're not necessarily, like, a person who drinks alcohol a lot, alcohol a lot, like, they'll definitely 100%, like, start acting out because, like, they're just like, I'm drinking more, I'm drinking more, it's so great, what's going on? It's like that, but, like, me, I'm like, I, like, I'll go to bars and they'll be like, give me, I'll be like, I have to, I, I've been asking, what I've been asking for Jack and Coke, no ice, that's been my bar drink. And people were like, why are you drinking it warm? I'm like, first of all, it's not warm. The Coke is cold when you pour it and stuff like that. But also, they kind of like, if you put ice in it, it's kind of like watered down the drink and stuff like that. So, um, like, I've been noticing, like, I think we played at a bar. I played at a bar one time or whatever. Uh, and I got, like, nine Jack and Cokes and whatever. Smoked weed. Because someone gave me weed in the parking lot. Um, and I was like, it took me... The weed was more powerful than the nine Jack and Cokes. Just saying. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, 100%. It's just the placebo effect. If you want to know more about the placebo effect, I would say uh, look into it uh, on your own time. But, yeah, it's just the placebo effect. But, yeah, 100% works. Um, it just takes – it's just, you know, only certain people – it'll only work on certain people, but other people will not work on. So, uh, it would definitely not work with me. If someone's like, all right, I'm going to give you alcohol. I kept drinking. I'm like, this is not taking effect because I've drank a lot of alcohol. And, uh, yeah, I know what's going on. <clears throat> all right. Last question. Do atheists celebrate Christmas? If so, why? Um, so yeah. Um, you know, I guess generally Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, and you talk about how, like, and you talk about that Christmas story. If you want to look, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I think Matthew and Luke, I think Mark may have the story of Jesus' birth. I can't remember. I think Mark, Mark, oh no, I think Mark may have it, but John, John was the wild card in that story. He told the stories that they didn't tell. Uh, so you talk about that and I'll tell you about the story about how they went to Bethlehem for census and they had to, they ended up staying in like a barn and Jesus was born in a barn and the manger is not an actual manger. It's like what people, farm animals eat out of and shit like that. Basically that's the story. And then, so yeah, you know, you have the idea that Christmas is about like the birth of Jesus and stuff like that. Um, but then you're like, oh, but like other religions and stuff celebrate Christmas too. That's kind of weird. What's the story behind that? Um, I think, you know, I think Christmas has become, you know, obviously Christmas has become very commercialized. So obviously it's about buying gifts and we have Black Friday. The idea of Black Friday was that like, oh, uh, basically how the stock market turns, it turns black or whatever. And you're able to buy gifts at a cheap price. And that's what people buy gifts on that time to do that and stuff like that. So it's come commercialized about buying gifts and stuff like that. And, you know, we have Christmas movies and we have the idea of Santa Claus, like Santa Claus brings gifts at Christmas. So Christmas becomes just more of a, uh, it's not really become so much of a religious holiday. It's become more of a, um, just normal holiday, which, you know, which when something I've learned that like Christmas Eve is a religious holiday. So, 
you don't you can't get off work on Christmas Eve, but you can get off work on Christmas Day because that's a was it like a government holiday? Stuff like that. So, and you hear about like people from India. I've heard. I've just. I've just heard this. I'm not like some people from India were like this. Is not that's not how it works. I don't know how they talk. Um, that's not how it works. But uh, they're like, well, we like the Christmas tree. We like giving presents. We like the idea that everyone's gonna be good around the holidays. You know, and stuff like that. And I, I generally think, and I, you know, as someone who is big Christian and probably just trying to stay away from that and just figuring out their own shit. What? Um, that. I feel like, you know, Christmas is more about like, hey, it's this time of year where we should all be giving and loving and try to love on another and help each other out and be good people. And I think that's the real meaning of Christmas. And, you know, do should atheists celebrate Christmas? I mean, like, you shouldn't be celebrating the birth of Jesus. You're probably not celebrating that. But celebrating Christmas, I always feel like, is being a good person, helping other people, uh, being good, uh, spreading cheer, and just being... I'll be a good person. That's why I love Christmas. That's why Christmas is my favorite holiday. That's why we do Christmas Shweezy because it's one time a year we all decide that we're going to be good people and we're going to help each other out and uh, celebrate uh, humanity and how good we actually could be if we wanted to do this all year. And with that all being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancer Christmas Shweezy. Sorry, I almost messed it up. Uh, Better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Uh, make sure you remember Last Christmas uh, by me out now, part of Never Nude Records. Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van. All of that is out now. Uh, so, Last Christmas is going to be on the Shweezy Chris- music pages, wherever you, you stream your music. Uh, Stonehouse's single, uh, American Honey, going to be out this Friday, uh, November 9th. I believe it should be, it should be November 9th. Uh, out now. So on the Friday following this, it's going to be great. And I produced it, and I recorded it, and I played bass on it, so it's good. I know it's good, because I made sure it was good, because I would not let, I would not release music that is bad. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media, at the Shweezy, and uh, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect the two, subscribe to Shweezy, make sure you support us financially, that way Jeff Bezos does not get another $5 a month. Patreon page is a great way to support us financially and say thank you for being a friend. And don't forget all the free shit you can do if you're on the audio-only platforms. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Share our highlights on the on that page. Leave us a comment on thoughts, concerns, and problems you do have with whatever the fuck I said. Leave us a like on the videos you do like. Share with your friends, like I always say. Uh, and if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So remember... Honk you love butt drugs and stay awesome.
You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.